Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in just 10 minutes, the Magic Kingdom will proudly present Wishes, a magical gathering of Disney dreams. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of July 4th, 2021. Happy birthday, America. This is episode 143. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Greken. So, poll that I put out there is about your favorite Muppet movie. And got a nice mixed response on this one. I put all the Muppet movies on there. And just so you know, the polls are now available on Twitter and our Facebook group. More than one way now to get involved in the show. And thank you for everyone who voted. Like I said, I put all the Muppet movies. So you had uh, the original Muppet movie from 1979, Muppet Caper, Muppet Take Manhattan, Muppets from Space, Muppet Treasure Island, Muppets Christmas Carol, The Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted. So you, you had this whole variety of them. I probably even put in some of the other ones there too. So the 25% uh, of you went with The Muppet Movie from 1979. So, and, and a good chunk of you, that the original is still your favorite, and I get that. 25% also said The Great Muppet Caper. So the one we just talked about, 25% of you say that is your favorite. And a majority 50%, I guess 50%, that would be a majority because that's that's you know, more than half of everybody that voted. 50% um, of you said The Muppet's Christmas Carol is your favorite Muppet movie. That, that's fantastic to hear. And if you missed our review about that one, go back a few episodes. Go back to last year and whenever we did a a review on the Great Muppet, uh, on the Muppet Carol, Christmas Carol. That was another, that was a fun, fun episode that we did. So yeah, that would be, that was that. So like I said, make sure, check it out on the Facebook group and on, or Twitter, whichever social media you prefer of those two. And join in the poll taking. I put them out once a week, usually on the weekends. And speaking of the weekends, thank you to everyone who's been joining in on the live show. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Don't forget to tune in this week on YouTube. Search for the Disney Marvel Podcast. Look for the, the main link in the show notes. I also post the direct link to the show on social media. Um, so you can check it out there. And, uh, yeah, join in. This week we'll be talking about Spider-Man, uh, particularly on the new upcoming movie and some of the stuff that we have seen, learned, and just some thoughts in general about Spider-Man. So we're talking Spider-Man this week. So please look forward to seeing you there. And we'll be back after these messages from our friends and sponsors. 
Hey Matthew, Jim Hill here. I do the Marvelous Disney Podcast with Aaron Adams over at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. I know, I know, very humble sounding name. Uh, anyway, I really enjoy what you've been doing over on the Disney Marvels podcast. Uh, but as you probably already noticed, the Marvel Us Disney and the Disney Marvels podcast names are very, very similar. Which is why I imagine I keep getting mail for you. Um, that's actually why I'm calling today. I wanted to know what you'd like me to do with all of these Yankee Candle catalogs. Uh, so uh, please get back to me. Uh, oh, and uh, keep up the great work with the Disney Marvels podcast. Thank you for those kind words, Jim. And make sure to check out Jim Hill on the Marvel Us Disney podcast with Aaron Adams to find out all sorts of wonderful things about Disney, well, Marvel, uh, particularly what's going on with them. And Jim, uh, those catalogs, I'll make sure to give you the forwarding address. And uh, unless if you want to order something, go right ahead. And once again, make sure to check out Marvel Us Disney with Jim Hill and Aaron Adams, wherever you find or listen to your podcasts. And now, on with the show. Ready to begin, let the wonder take hold. Feel it draw you in, watch the moment unfold. Spark a dream that we're meant to follow Setting out for a new tomorrow With 4th July just happening here in the United States and fireworks aplenty and fireworks are still going off in my neighborhood every night at midnight which makes for a wonderful evening. I always am reminded that as good as say the Macy's performance, Capital 4th and all those are that Disney always does some of the best nighttime spectaculars. And I, I don't want to even call them firework shows because they've grown so much more than just a firework show. It's not just, you know, you're standing in the courtyard and watching some fireworks going off. It is projection mapping. It is characters interacting. It is music. It is so much more um, immersive, a term that gets thrown around a lot. And speaking of immersive, I had to bring in someone because he is so immersive in everything he does. He brings the community together. He brings Disney podcasts together. He brings art and, dare I say, fireworks of his own on. Matt Marlino from Love of the Mouse. It's been too long since I've had you on. How are you doing? I am doing very well. Thank you for that you know, fantastic introduction. Um, that's too many kind words to talk about me. Um, but I, I absolutely appreciate you bringing me back on. I always have a blast when we get to talk about anything relating to Disney. So I'm just, I'm really looking forward to this episode. It's going to be an absolute blast. Oh, no I, absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's start off with a bang, shall we? Um, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we've kind of decided we're going to do our top three nighttime spectaculars. Um, I did put the caveat on like more of the permanent ones, not so much. You got the pirates and princesses, you got the holiday overlay ones, but those are just little snippet ones versus the the ones that more people get to experience that have been around like fantastic illuminations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, it it is. I I don't know if it's because I get I'm getting older. The shows are getting better. 
I just find myself more emotionally attached to these shows the more I, I see them, especially the newer ones. And it's, uh, again, they they just keep outdoing themselves. Um, you know, they, they have this, the new one that they just announced that will be coming out in October, um, which is, I, I can't, it's blowing my mind to now think that, okay, it was one thing to have the image mapping on Spaceship Earth, um, the Grand Chinese Theater, Cinderella's Castle. That's, you know, one thing. Now to do it down the entire Castle Main Street, that whole hub and spoke area. Uh, it, I, this is going to be um, something beyond anything I, I could fathom. Um, apparently this is something that then they've tested and run at Disneyland for a little bit, but in all fairness, the scale of Disneyland versus the scale of Disney World. You know, this is taking everything to the next level. Absolutely. And I, I completely agree. I thought when they met, when they made that announcement last week for all of the stuff coming for the 50th anniversary, it just gets me so excited because it brings so many new things to each of the parks where it's not just, okay, you know, Magic Kingdom, obviously, right now is the cream of the crop. Like, nothing is really in comparison to Magic Kingdom, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. We may get into this a little bit more in this episode, not to tease or anything. Yeah. But um, you're absolutely right. Once they, they said it's going to be like this full spectacle down Main Street, it, it really kind of put things into perspective for me where it's like, oh, wow, okay. Maybe right in front of the castle isn't the best spot to sit. And you're going to have to really fight to be far back now. And that's going to be awesome because then it clears up the rest of the park for people to move through if they don't want to watch the fireworks. Right, and like the hub area was the optimal point, somewhere around, especially around the partner statue, just a few feet back, so you could see the whole castle, you could see the fireworks going off behind it. Is that going to change, or is that still the right spot? Because all you have to do is turn around, then you could see straight down Main Street. True. Versus if you're further down Main Street, you get the Main Street effects, but are you too close for them, and then? Does the some of the Main Street buildings get in the way of either the fireworks or the castle? This is going to really put a conundrum in your more diehard people who you know, uh, you know pick out the perfect spot, know exactly where it is. They're, they're standing there at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, waiting the four to six hours before the fireworks go off. I, I, I don't know what to, to expect, but all I know is it's going to be amazing. Um you know, the, some of their new, more recent stuff, maybe not so much, but just in general, especially if it's going in the Magic Kingdom, um, they they have a perfect record, as far as I'm concerned, uh, as as getting the stuff done. And um, yeah, and then we're getting the the new one in Epcot, uh, Harmonious, worst kept secret in in Disney kind of going on. Oh yes, by the way, in case you weren't sure, there's a, there's a new show coming to Epcot. Really. Didn't see the that the five big black barges sitting in the middle of the lagoon there. <laughs> I thought that was just merely, you know, a uh, speaker a sound system. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's it's a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> but everything that they've done to kind of give a glimpse into Harmonious makes all of that kind of disappear. Well, if you notice in the the press release stuff, besides the the characters, seeing the characters in their new costumes, 
that was the only actual photo wasn't an artist rendition that they showed you because we know that they've been um doing actual tests of it at night or early in the morning so those were actual photos of everything lit up and going off and, and working and uh just from the photo alone if that's just you know a, that one little snippet of this 10 15 minute um event that's going to happen uh, i think everyone's going to get literally again to use the term blown away from uh from just what they're going to present um and in, in someone this back from my live show two weeks ago was asking you know these things are an eyesore during the day why are they there and from what everything we've been promised is that they will be kind of the the fountains run all day long the park opens the fountains are on and it's kind of attempting to hide the structures i mean they're massive structures right but it, it's going to become um We've lost the Fountain of Nations. This is going to be the new Fountain of Nations, per se, for the park. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's going to be spectacular, I, I think. And uh, I, I just can't imagine what what they're bringing to the table now. Yeah, me neither. And I'm, I'm so excited. I was really, really hoping. I had my fingers crossed because I know we're both going to Disney World towards the end of August. So I was really hoping that Harmonious was going to be announced before the 50th. But, you know, it's just another reason to plan another trip in the future. Yeah, well, we get the last glimpse of the revamped uh, Epcot Forever, which, you know, they said, well, I'm sorry, we have to add in more fireworks. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Move the kites out of the way. Give me more explosives. That I, I, I am... That's the one... Again... Some of the shows that they've come up with recently, kind of my one drawback is that you get these new shows with all these new technologies, there's been less and less fireworks. Right. So I, I get from a cost perspective, but at the same time, I want to see the fireworks. <laughs> Bring on the explosions. <laughs> so on that note, when we, uh, when we get started, so uh, I guess we'll start with your, your number three and we'll... We'll work our way up from there. So what would you be your number three nighttime spectacular show? So my number three is actually probably going to be a little bit shocking because I know on my show I've talked pretty poorly of it in the past. Um, but just recently it kind of just came back up in my mind and I was like, you know what? I think I was a little too harsh previously. And that is Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom. Okay. Um, so it's not necessarily a well-received show, to put it lightly. No. Um, yeah, not many people like it. There's a reason that it's not coming back to Animal Kingdom. But just a few weeks ago, I was listening to different Disney Spotify playlists, and the Rivers of Light soundtrack came on, and it just hit me a little differently. So the past few weeks, I've just kind of been listening to that on repeat, and it's resonated with me a little bit more. I don't know if it's just the time in my life, but like it's kind of what you had already mentioned, where you know it's more than just the fireworks or the story or the music. And in this case, it's the music that's really hitting me and giving me this kind of connection to it, where if I'm just listening to the music and I'm not even thinking about the visuals, it's just absolutely perfect for Animal Kingdom. 
Mm-hmm. And that is what I think really rings true to what Disney's trying to do with these nighttime spectaculars. Granted, this one didn't work out in their favor, but the music is just absolutely phenomenal. And listening to that alone makes me love this show. Yeah, and, and I kind of feel part of the problem wasn't even necessarily the show in itself was the technical aspect of it. Because with the water fountains, they try to, to dredge up the water from from the, the lake itself. And there's so much foliage and um, organic matter in that water that it would constantly clog the the, the pumps to, to do the water effects. And that really kind of put a damper on what was supposed to be to end up what we we're getting. And I think that that also played into the, the short-termness of, uh, of that show. I had a chance to see it. I chose to go to Pandora instead. I don't regret that. To see Pandora at night is just mind-blowing. Yes, um, absolutely. So, but I, I definitely... Kind of do miss out the fact that I didn't get to see Rivers of Light. I, I'm kind of I do, am kicking myself a little bit that I haven't had the opportunity to see it in person. Um, so I only I, I only saw it one time actually, mm-hmm. and super underwhelmed. If I'm being completely honest, I was bored. The visuals just were slow. But at the time, I, I probably thought, oh, this music's pretty good. But then I think they they revamped it a little bit to add in some more character elements. But yes. even then, I watched it on YouTube. Not not great, really yeah. not great. Because you were there two years ago when the last time I was there, and they just revamped it around that time. Yes. Um. Because I, I remember here. Okay, they revamped it. Cast members trying to push me to go. I said no. I, I'm going to check out the yep. Pandora, which I've been waiting two years to go see at that point. Um, and like I said, I, I'm not, I not, I do not regret that. Um, but I too have on my playlist of 244 songs that are in my car. Rivers of Light is on there, and I do find myself when I get on there, I, 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 it's one of the ones that I usually do not skip, or sometimes I go to because I do enjoy the, the uniqueness of the music. It, it's got a little more, um, a different type of character to it where the other ones are all upbeat power driven um music in sharp key tones which bring in the more joyous feelings this is something that's a little up more subdued and a lot more calmer and reflective exactly and that's that's exactly the like the best way to put it where it just it, it hits differently the music hits a little differently than what you're going to expect from every other disney show and i mean i guess to me personally the closest thing that comes to that from a music standpoint would be illuminations but at the, the original time, illuminations yes. yes i was just thinking that too yes um but at the same time i think for what they were doing and just how animal kingdom is just so cohesive as a park where you can go to one spot and it doesn't feel like something totally different like that's just the imagineering behind animal kingdom in general is just freaking phenomenal um that's it you just feel that in the music too and and that's what i love about it yeah i mean everything with animal kingdom 
really does speak to that it's a different kind or different breed of theme park, I believe, is the tagline that they've been adding on to it recently. And I do agree with that. It is, you have to look at at it in a different lens. It's not go to a ride, go to a ride, go to a ride. It is take your time and stroll through and just enjoy everything around you because the whole park is alive from the, the structures because mostly it's plant life around there. It is the hottest park <laughs> for that reason too. Yes, um, they, they you know they they are not kidding when they say it's Animal Kingdom hot. That's what's going on in Seattle right now. <laughs> but it is yeah. It, for whatever reason, it's the hottest, probably because of all the foliage, adding in the additional humidity. But you know, you look to your left, and if you don't look, there's there's animals there. There you know there is random. Um, enclosements and whatever of of different animals that you know you could just sit back and enjoy what they do even if they're sleeping just you know, take in the the beauty of an animal that you won't see in your backyard unless if you live in a, a particular country and even then you probably wouldn't see a three-toed sloth um a scarlet macaw or a red kangaroo just there in front of you that you can just you're not on a tour you're not being shoved along you could just stop watch and enjoy and that's joe roadie's vision of that park is you're not supposed to run through it like a magic kingdom like epcot like the studios you are supposed to just take your time which is the whole point of that entrance way is that you kind of have to weave your own adventure through it it's you can't make that beeline Right. Um, yes, I, I spent too much time in Animal Kingdom training when I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> but and this is also probably part of the problem too is that a lot of people don't like that park because they don't understand that, and yes. they just want to. Oh, I just want to get to destination, to destination, to destination. No, and that's another thing too where it it didn't really fit the nighttime vibe. Like yeah. it's it's not drawing you in with these spectacular fireworks because they can't shoot fireworks at animal kingdom because of all the animals right you can't disturb them in their habitats um but at the same time it has never really been hey we're bringing you in to stay here at night pandora helps with that for sure but i think as as time goes on they're probably going to try and get people to stay at Animal Kingdom, but because there's always been a, a little bit of a stigma that like this could be a half day park. I absolutely disagree with that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there wasn't a nighttime show for the longest time. They bring in, I was the first one, the Jungle Book show that was just awful. No, the, that was a daytime show. That was in oh, the okay. theater in the wild. Oh in, yes, yes, yes. It was the Jungle Book followed by Tarzan. Now with uh, the Nemo and Friends one. Um, so those were the three that, uh, had occupied the, the theater in the wild on the side there. There was no nighttime. There was that, that park closed at before the sun went down. Um, for the, for the longest time, there was absolutely nothing when they brought in Pandora and brought in that beautiful nighttime lighting package with the black lights and everything. Right. That's when they started pushing, okay, we could extend this throughout the park. They put the image mapping on the tree, 
which is another spectacular feat to watch the animals literally on the tree start coming to life and moving and dancing around it. Um, and then they, they brought in the, the Rivers of Light show. And that's where they kind of just... Technology wasn't in working in their favor. Exactly. Um, I, 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 you know, I will give them that. Technology did not work in their favor. I think what they had planned initially and what they wanted it to be, they at this time can't bring to us. Right. Um, so we shall see what happens from there. They're bringing in the jet skis to do the kite flying. The jet skis over from Epcot, dropping them off in the the amphitheater there, and that's what the daytime kite show thing. Yes, they're going to bring us for the 50th. Um, Epcot, new fireworks. Magic Kingdom, new fireworks and image mapping. Animal Kingdom, you're getting kites. (laughs) Hey, it'll it'll draw people away from Pandora, and I think that's the goal. Pandora and Everest, there'll be a little extra lag time there. You could just run right in. Um, Yeah, I, I... um it still should be fun it should be nice um it's going to be in the middle of the heat and stuff i don't know how they're the problem this is the problem and i've heard this now especially more recently from the cast members in in disney world than i have in the past the problem with imagineering is they're in california and they build these shows for walt disney world thinking that florida is like california interesting it's not right (laughs) But if you look at a lot of this, look at Toy Story, uh, Toy Story Land. There is no shade or covering. <laughs> you know, you, you look a lot of this new stuff that they're putting in. They don't have any shade or covering to protect you from that Florida sun because Florida is right next to the tropics. <laughs> California, Anaheim is not. It does get hot in Anaheim. It's right next to a desert. But it's not the same and you don't get rain at Two thirty, three o'clock every day on the dot. <laughs> so, the you know they 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 there's certain things that they don't plan for and and, and time and time again, especially recently, I think the the latest crew isn't taking that into account. That's Not amazing. to knock them, they, I mean they, they 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 do amazing work. They just need to remember, Florida is not California. Yeah, that's a very good observation. I honestly never even thought about that. I, I definitely uh, experienced that two years ago, and, and I still have a video of it somewhere when I was at Woody's Lunchbox and the skies opened up for an hour and a half. Yep. And there is nowhere to really seek shelter. There's just a little bit of an overhang at, at the lunchbox there. And then to trek your way from Toy Story up to the front of the studios, it took us two days to dry our shoes. <laughs> wow. That's, yes. uh, that's we actually put the heat on in our um, resort room because of how drenched we were. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, w- that was something else. But wow. even the locals were saying that was one of the worst storms that they've seen in a while, especially with all the lightning that was going on. So it, that was that was something unique, um, and there's no way you can really plan against that. Right. So, yeah. No. Rivers of Light. That's a, that's an interesting take, and um, 
I, I, I can appreciate that, especially with the music. That's one of my favorite parades. I have to say is this is at Disneyland though is Paint the Night because of the music. I've seen I've seen it on video and it looks amazing, but the music alone I think is spectacular. And uh, oh, what's the other new one that they just opened up in Disneyland right before everything closed down? Oh my. You're testing my knowledge. I'm I'm not super well versed anywhere else. Magic happens. Yes. There you go. And again, the music is spectacular for it. You know, the the reimagined um versions of the songs from Moana, Frozen, Coco, and the way that they blended in there. Um again, I, I just think it's spectacular. The, the parade's pretty good too, but the music is just phenomenal. So that that's kind of what's has me looking forward to like harmonious. Because yes. again, it's the reimagining of these songs in a, a new matter, modern way with from languages all over the world. Yeah. I should so, I should give probably give you my number three, right? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. So what's what's your number three? Um, I feel like we we've touched too much on Animal Kingdom at this point. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite parks. I have a I do have a unique attachment to that park. Um, I'll, I'll have to say um. This was tough. These top three for me are are tough. I could almost get interchanged. Even number four I could have interchanged with here. I wanted to say Fantasmic, but I'll give it to Wishes because it was the first one that really, really blew me away. Fantasmic was really cool, amazing, and I thought it was was, was special. And I I still tear up whenever I see Steamboat Willie, Black and White Mickey come out at the end. But something about Wishes, standing in the middle of the Magic Kingdom, and I remember seeing this in one of the earliest renditions of it, my wife and I were standing there, and you have the the images moving on the the castle to to this stuff, and they had the fireworks, and then fireworks go off around the perimeter of the hub, and that just kind of blew me away. I'm like, wow, this is you know, it's always just been the one focal point for the fireworks, and now you're you're spreading things out, and I think that's where they really started pushing the boundaries of what a fireworks show is. And that soundtrack, again, just really starts to pull you in. They start getting away from some more of the classical and just instrumental stuff, and they're bringing in vocals, and they're, they're bringing in uh, stuff from the, more from the Disney library. And it, it, it really just became more of an emotional and visual journey than just, just a fireworks show. I think that's where they they really start to step in up and then you know they they got, got came up with the holiday wishes and the the halloween wishes but just wishes in general um i want to say was just uh i think the the birth of we can do so much more than just a fireworks show absolutely and i mean for me i i can't speak too too much on wishes i've seen it three times in person one time I was in fourth grade, fifth grade, very early on when I didn't really appreciate. One time I was a senior in high school, so probably didn't appreciate it even more so then. Mm-hmm. And then one time, the, the first time that I went with my fiance, we, were, we had to watch from behind the castle because we got stuck on Seven Doors Mine Train and they had blocked oh. everything off. So had I been able to see it back in 2017... I think I would have a better appreciation for the show, 
but just for me, it just, it, it doesn't resonate as much as it, it does and has for a lot of people where I can't particularly debate, oh, wishes versus magic or versus happily ever after. Because I know, I know that's a thing with like the, the hardcore Disney fans who have been around for years and years. Um, but for me, somebody who's been just recently in the, um, the, the Disney parks community of diehard fans, I wish for lack <laughs> of a better term that this would would be would have been something that I would have appreciated the three times that I saw it, but I just I can't relate to it, unfortunately. So um, I'll I'll take your word for it there. Yeah, I mean to give it credit, my even my wife said whenever the show was done, we're getting the soundtrack. <laughs> and of course, like any good Disney merchandising opportunity, there was the soundtrack fully available on CD in regular form, and you have just the music, and then you also have the show performance, so you have the music with the voiceovers. Right. So you kind of get both effects, and I have which one do I have in my car? I think the voiceover ones I, I use because I want the full effect. It's like, okay, the music is great. I wonder with the whole vocals. The you know, the the uh, characters talking and um you know, you get the the wicked witch and then you get genie and everybody interacting there. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was it was a fun fun show, um, but like anything, over time, it, it ran close to seventeen twenty years or something like that. It does get a little dated, so you know it, you have to as much as things are nostalgic, you have to keep mush, moving forward. So speaking of moving forward, so what would year number two be? My number two is going to take a trip to Hollywood Studios, and it is Fantasmic. So Fantasmic is actually one I've only ever seen it in person one time, and that was when I was in high school, and I just haven't stayed at Hollywood Studios at night since then. But that was the show that just absolutely blew me away. Um, when I was younger, just, <coughs> excuse me, when I was younger, just those character interactions, the different music, um, just the whole story behind the imagination and how, you know, the imagination can, can lead to a nightmare, can turn into a nightmare. And all of the different fun things, the, the twists and turns, and lefts and rights and integrating the villains is something that they don't really do anywhere else in the mm. park. So that's just been something that that has really stuck out to me and since then, since I saw it. And I've watched it so many times. I, I, I filmed it when I went and just revisit that so many times um, in, the, in the past almost 10 years since since the first time I saw it. Um, so it's it's just one of those things where I know it's a little bit different at Disneyland and it's been updated a little bit. But I'm glad that we still have the original iteration at Hollywood Studios. At least for now. Yes, for now, and yeah, until they uh, until they bring that back, and it's probably the updated version, or updated in some form or fashion. You know, right. it's going to be even more further updated. It's going to be like the monorails, where okay, you get a new monorail, then we get a new monorail, then you get another new monorail, and we used to get the old monorail. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to say, but yeah, the no, Fantasmic. I remember, 
when I was in high school and Fantasmic was just coming out in Disneyland in itself. And, well, you couldn't watch it on the internet back then, let's just say. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But the pictures and what I was hearing about it um, from Disney Magazine, back in the day with Disney Magazine, get in the mail. Magazines at this thing, glossy paper, and have lots of pictures and words in it, kids. Um, is was just, you know, just that alone got me so excited. I'm like, what is this? And how are they doing that? And when they finally decided to, instead of building uh, the David Copperfield, and then they put everything into uh, putting Phantasm, because that billboard was there forever at the studios. And they finally built this thing and got it going. Uh, again, blew me away. I, I, again, couldn't help but get caught up, especially at the end where they cultivate and you have all the hero characters on the on Steamboat Willie with Mickey piloting it down in black and white. You have the characters in color, Mickey and the, the ship are in black and white with the fireworks coming off at the end. Um, and just watching Mickey work his way through these different stories and battling the different villains is just so amazing and empowering my my kids um the last time we went since they were a little bit older they were able to understand and we'd showed them phantasmic online and oh we they kept on calling it sorcerer mickey we keep on we <laughs> want to see sorcerer mickey we want to see mickey magic that's what it was it was mickey magic they called it mickey magic and they kept on wanting to see mickey magic and i think i spent more time videotaping them watching the show and their reaction and then the, the show itself because I'd, I'd seen the show several times I'd, I'd recorded it several times but this time it was it was more special because of just how taken they were to see all this happening before their eyes and not to mention the two teenage girls that were sitting next to them that were screaming even louder than my son's <laughs> overseeing mickey and in the different characters um but just goes to show you how powerful that show really is and you know i'm a miss that i don't have it on my top three um but like i said just kind of misses out just kind of misses out because it it is so well done it is it is spectacular with the the imagery on the water and the fireworks it 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 is um a phantasmic show. I granted this is my opinion. I think it's the most fun of yes. the shows. And and that it just brings like every show brings a different element. And that's what I really love is that you're not going from park to park to park, at least right now, and seeing the same thing. Yeah. Where Maybe because of all this projection mapping and, you know, just the formula that they have that's working and they know people will enjoy. I hope we don't get into the, hey, you're just going to go to Animal Kingdom and see the same thing as you're going to see at Epcot, as you're going to see at Magic Kingdom. Just with but this one's animal themed and this one is movie exactly. themed. Exactly. Um, I haven't seen Star Wars Galactic Nights at the at the studio's yet because for whatever reason the geniuses that run the timetable said let's have that running the same time as phantasmic to be able to split the crowds i guess so i've seen the end of it which looks pretty cool phantasmic is is usually going to get my vote and um 
there's there's a reason why you do have to get there three hours early and get right. in line because as big as that amphitheater is it will fill up and the show is worth it it's hard to say a show is worth standing in the florida heat for three hours this is worth it this is and you kind of touched on it too where with kids in particular this is going to be the the show with kids that's maybe happily ever after but i think because you have these real life characters that make appearances like you said sorcerer mickey all of the characters at the end of the when they're riding on the boat with steamboat willie just all of this that goes into this absolutely imaginative experience is just like oh look hey there's rafiki hey hey there's king louis like all of these different things that you wouldn't expect to see all these characters interacting at one time and it's just so fun when you do and the life-size maleficent dragon you, yes. you can't forget that yes um which again that is just spectacular and top it off folks you get to sit down <laughs> that too that yes it is one of the few shows nighttime shows rivers of light you, you got to sit down too but well that that's not happening anymore this one you get to sit down you get to go in you're sitting it's on a bleacher but at least you're sitting down and they usually have some blowers or something going on you may get wet if you're in the first several rows but it, it's you're getting misted it's not so bad and you get the the cast members doing a pre-show and getting you entertained and getting hyped up into into it. It is a lot of fun. Um, it, it is it is a must-do at at the Hollywood studios. Yes, absolutely. So, transitioning right along, what is your number two? Well, because we you touched on it before, and saying there is a battle with wishes, so I I had to put this in there. My number two, which is interchangeable with, with number one, but number two is Happily Ever After. Okay. <clears throat> I, I wasn't sure between this, you know, should I make it number one? I I love it, but especially since it's going away and had such a short life, going to knock it down to number two because my number one, I think, has a couple of things that edges it out, even though both these shows are now no longer going to be here. Um, Happily Ever After, the again, the score... I was there the fourth performance. I was I was there for it. So I again I've seen this kind of from the beginning. Um last time I was there, we watched it from behind the castle. Um not by choice, but just kind of how things worked <laughs> out. Um it is again that emotional, you know, you you're watching these stories play out on the castle with this powerful soundtrack that just again sucks you in you know i it i was able to stand there holding how old my son was just over a year old at that point holding him in my arms not on my shoulders but holding him in my arm holding my arm holding the cell phone just at eye height at the on the other hand for the 45 minutes that this show runs or whatever length this show is right um granted i was not able to feel my extremities afterwards but it, it is such a powerful show uh, and everything that it offers and presents to you. You know, I'm, I'm standing there. Now, granted, this movie had just kind of come out, but you get to the Moana segment 
and you had the thousands and thousands of people that are gathered in the Magic Kingdom at that point singing along to um, the song from Moana that they use in there. Uh, I find my way or something like that, right? Yes. Yeah. How can you not get caught up in that? You know, to hear a whole park singing the same song as it's being projected on Cinderella's castle with the fireworks going off behind it and the image at the end of the castle and the, the reds and the golds and everything is just beautiful. I, I have it as one of the images on my computer somewhere. I did have it as my, my backdrop. I, I think even I used it on my uh, Facebook as a, a background for a while. It is just a spectacular, spectacular image. Um, and yeah, it, it's my daughter always puts that song on in the car. It's one of her go-to songs in the car is happily ever after the, the pop version with Jordan Fisher and, um, and uh, I forget the girl's name, but that that's one of her go-tos. And, and it, it is, it's just a song that kind of just helps lift your spirits. Yes, absolutely. And I don't want to throw any spoilers into the mix, but I mean, I guess this is the perfect timing to say that Happily Ever After is is my number one. So That's I'll just a good segue. On, yeah, I'll, I'll just touch on this um, as we're talking about it now. So Happily Ever After is just the, the thing in Disney that I have connected with the most since I've started going to the parks regularly. It is so just special. And the experience that I've had with this show, um, I don't consider myself a, a an emotional person, but... Wait till you get closer after, to my age. <laughs> <laughs> happily Ever After makes me emotional, where I'm in my favorite place and just seeing everything that I love come together to make just this amazing showcase of fireworks and music and projection mapping and just all of these characters and things that I just love and the nostalgia behind it. Um, it, It's just so, so good. And I've talked so highly about happily ever after on my show. So it was almost inevitable that it was going to be my number one. I feel like you knew that before we even recorded. I I had a feeling I had an inkling. (laughs) Which I is mean, also another reason why I, I didn't put it number one, because I, I was worried when you said, I, I want to do just three. And I'm like, great. Where are the chances we're going to have the same three? Maybe possibly <laughs> in a different order. Let me see how I can mix this up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, no, it it, it is it, it is just beautiful and yes. mind-blowing that, you know, someone, they can conceive a show and, and stitch it together in such a way. Um, that they, they, you know, this whole thing just plays out so wonderfully in the Magic Kingdom, and it's a shame that it's not. I feel like it's its life is getting cut short. Yes, and and that's that's something that um, whenever they announced the the new show for the 50th anniversary, I the the name of that new show is escaping me, but Enchantment. Disney yes, Enchantment. Disney Enchantment. Yes, thank you. Um, so that announcement 
really got me worried. And I recorded an episode myself just kind of talking about this a little bit where it's, it, it's fearful for me because I really do think it spells the end for Happily Ever After because there, there's just so much new technology that they're going to be bringing with this new show. And if they were to go back to Happily Ever After after the new show, it's going to feel a little dated where, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you get the nostalgia factor where it's like, okay, I remember Happily Ever After. This is amazing for those people who have seen it. But if you see, say, Enchantment first and then you go to Happily Ever After, it may be a little bit underwhelming depending on your viewpoint. Um, because you're not getting the whole Main Street effect and just that really engulfment of the experience. Um, But at the same time, you're right. I I believe it started in 2017, so it's only been, I would say, three years because we we haven't gotten it back. Yeah, it's four years plus a missing year, yeah. Exactly. So it's going to be running for two months and, oh, three months until the 50th anniversary stuff happens on October 1st. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really sad to see it go. I hope it doesn't spell the end, but I think the writing is almost on the wall. Yeah. I, I was wondering because the, they gave us a little blurb about enchantment. Now this is how mine, my, my mind is working at the moment and I'm hoping I am right. Though I think I'm absolutely wrong. Because you had Happily Ever After. But there was a show after it too. Yes. I don't remember the name of it offhand. But there is a show afterwards that is kind of like... It it almost streams right through with Happily Ever After. Kind of along the same vein. Um, But there was... They ran two shows. And is enchantment taking place of that second show you'll still get happily ever after and are we, are we getting this interesting is it, are you going to get happily ever after and then enchantment afterwards you know and you know the the wording that they use here is just well it's like the wording with everything else that they're putting on here a nighttime spectacular disney enchantment will help kick off the 50th anniversary festive festivities when debuts october 1st in the magic kingdom park created to launch with the world's most magical celebration, this evening extravaganza will take guests on a journey filled with adventure, wonder, empowerment, inspiring everyone to believe in magic. Disney Enchantment will feature music, enchanting lights, stunning fireworks, and for the first time, immersive projection effects that extend from Cinderella Castle down Main Street, USA. If you look up... I'm I'm forcing my brain to try and think of the name of the show, but it is a it's the I think the fairy godmother telling the story of the three of three princesses of the three princesses right. and kind of how they learn different lessons and it's it's a very story driven um, show image mapping on the castle of different scenes from these movies and there is some fireworks involved. Could enchantment be replacing that? And that's what I'm hoping that we still have happily ever after, and then we get enchantment after that. I hope you're right. 
I, I really hope that's what they're doing. I don't think so. Everyone has yeah. jumped to a conclusion that they're replacing Happily Ever After. And it could be because Bob Chapek is now involved and he wants to run the company the Bob Chapek way, which, you know, let's, let's do more marketing and, and, and keeping things more in the modern vein. And instead of looking back, let's keep looking forward. Um, which I, I, I agree with that in a sense. I, I, I will get agree it. with that because in the past, you know, you're getting the same thing every single night for 17, 18, 20 years, it becomes so repetitive where it's like, okay, what was awesome in 2001 is not necessarily awesome in 2021. Right, which is my argument to all the the Wishes lovers out there. And I, I love Wishes as well. But just like you said, if you were to take Enchantment and then go back too happy ever after you're gonna go oh wait a second okay you but you could do so much more now right and that's the case with wishes as beautiful as wonderful as wishes was taking out the emotions and just looking at the pure technological achievements of it was great when it came out but now to just have Fancy stage lighting on the the castle, which is basically what it was. It was just stage lighting, you know, with the uh, cutout cells of, you know, okay, a half moon, a star, and and some different things. No characters, no image mapping. It was was really just stage lighting and changing the colors of the castle. To throwing on that image mapping, and you have Simba, Tomon, and Pumbaa walking across the castle. The the door of the castle opened. The castle looks like it's destroyed and in flames. Yes. At one point. It comes and alive. It, yeah. It, the castle it's, it starts dancing and moving and singing. How do you go back? Right. And as nostalgic and yes, okay, great soundtrack. It's nostalgic. It, it, it had gave you the feels. And I get that. It's a beautiful show. But how can you say that this should be the way that you constantly move forward? As Walt always said, it's not a museum. I'm going to keep moving things forward. And by doing that, yes, you have to lose some things that it's always somebody's favorite. You know, the Country Bears in Disneyland was somebody's favorite ride, despite what my friends on Chat Disney will say. You know, that's the worst (laughs) attraction ever. Every ride is somebody's favorite ride. But we can't, if we just leave it there, eventually no one's going to go to the park. So, yes, you have to keep pushing stuff forward to draw in more people, to keep people coming back. And just because you have to keep up with the Joneses. Absolutely. And I hope that as they make more and more shows, there are they are still thinking about the representation of the characters that don't get as much love throughout the parks. Um, because one of the big things with Happily Ever After that that really does resonate with me is how they incorporate, in particular, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Moana, um, Princess and the Frog, Hercules, yes. All of these different things that you're not going to see everywhere. Like, you see Beauty and the Beast everywhere. You see, which Beauty and the Beast is not represented in Happily Ever After, which really makes me happy. 
Like, I love Beauty and the Beast. I think it's one of the best things that Disney's ever created. But at the same time, pushing that aside, because there's been so much Beauty and the Beast for the past, really, four years since the, the live-action version came out. Um, it, it's just been great to see representation with these other IPs that they have. Like, w- when when Out There starts, it's like, oh my god, this song is just yeah. so amazing. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful song, and it's so beautifully sung. Yes. And it really does get you caught up in to see Quasi just hanging from the, the parapets, which are, again, integrated into the castle. And did you know this, Mamberlin? There's even a line from the Jungle Book yes. in there. That, you know, they have that worked in, again, seamlessly, yes. that it is just so perfect. You have a little bit of Frozen in there, too. Um, but it's one not, of, the thing with Frozen, too, they're not using Let It Go. No. Like, they're using Love is an Open Door, where it's refreshing that they're not using, okay, look. Like, let it go is plastered everywhere, but we're going to do it differently so you're not hearing that. And right. that's what I love. It's just the creativity to get a different aspect. Sure, they use You've Got a Friend in Me, they use Hakuna Matata, but it's not in the same sense that you're used to. No, and again, it, just to see, you know, and you get the Toy Story characters on there, the You Got a Friend in Me, and, you know, you, uh, you got... It's such a, a nice blend of representation of stuff that you don't see as much in the parks and, you know, just in general that it just, it, it there's something for almost everybody in it. Right. Um, which again is spectacular. And I, I, that's why I, I really loved where they went with the nighttime shows. Now, granted the magic kingdom is that kind of in that situation where we've only had in the 50 years that this park has been open there's at this very point as we're recording this show in june of 2021 only been three nighttime shows actual true nighttime shows again not including special parties after events true nighttime shows there's only been three of them since the park opened Fantasy in the sky, wishes, and now happily ever after. So, you know, maybe are we just the ones that just feel, okay, we're going to give you some more love and keep now updating the nighttime show a little more often. And for us going, wait, wait a second, that's not what you do. But if you look at Disneyland, they've had like 15. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. They're constantly getting new ones. Maybe we're going to be getting a few newer ones. Um you know, we, we always look for that comfort thing to go back to. But at the same time, we're always looking for the new experience to go back to. So it, we, we kind of have to give and take here. Uh, but maybe my prediction's right. We'll get both. But, you know, that's just my rose-colored glasses and just being optimi- you know, optimistic. But uh, uh, we, we shall see. At least when we go, we'll still be able to see it for one last time. Yes. And and that's what I'm what I'm most happy about is the fact that I can see it. If they do take it away, I'll at least have that closure of seeing it one last time. Exactly, exactly. And then we'll just have to go in a couple months to see the new one. <laughs> exactly. Yep, you're absolutely right. So I guess I should give my my number one here. 
Um, which uh, Epcot Forever is, you know, this spectacular show where they did not use any of the original score pieces. Um, you have a couple of quotes from Walt, and it's not my number one show. <laughs> um, but Illumination's Reflection of Earth is my number one show, um, which I, I, I'm specifying Reflection of Earth because even though they reuse the name Illuminations, it has changed. It's not the same Illuminations as it originally came out in the early 90s. It's not the same as Illuminations 25 for the 25th anniversary. It is a completely reimagined show that, and I don't understand how they used Illuminations in Disneyland Paris because it's not nations. There's no nations. Right. It's just a, it, a castle show. <laughs> right. But I digress. Illuminations Reflection of Earth uh, again started you encompass the entire world showcase and just how it starts off with the ticking t- uh, with the um, the voiceover and you have the flames lit around the lagoon there and with a breath of air they all get blown out and then you hear the ticking talks the t- ticking clocks and the water fountain effects, the flames, the, the flames that you could feel from <laughs> the promenade, um, the globe with the images of the children from the around the world, and the the score to it, and the the optimism of hope and unity, just again it unifies, and they bring in all the countries into it it's you know it it includes it's basically a whole park experience you know illumination started that 80 something you know where each country got its its moment in the show and you kind of have everything light up with their christmas tree lights which was great for that time which was fun but again they just used classical music represented from each country you know william tell overture uh pomp and circumstance you get those different ones but this one was, this is just, again, to that next level that it really just draws you in. And again, it's, it's, it's on the soundtrack of my car. Um, you know, we got to celebrate the future hand in hand. That message of, again, unity, working together. Something that I think a lot of us being stuck at home may have lost of of hope for the future. That it is you know, it, it's not necessarily centered around Disney, but it is. And it, it was a spectacular show um, in which gives me a lot of hope for what Harmonious can bring to the table. Or the water, in this case. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, I I have a kind of love-hate relationship with Illuminations. And that is why it's been on like i haven't really touched on it yet i i mentioned it once earlier and that's it it doesn't didn't crack my top three i'm not yep. sure that it would crack my top five if i'm being honest um like you said the music is fantastic the the showcase though just i don't know i i've watched it multiple times watched it on youtube seen it in person plenty of times from different angles and it just doesn't 
really resonate with me. And I don't know why that is. I, I don't know. Like Epcot's my favorite park. You would think that I would be head over heels, like defending illuminations, but it just isn't spectacular. Like I feel like harmonious will be. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's the, the dated feel where it just, you know, it's run its course. It had run its course where I was watching it mainly from 2017 to 2019. And just in that time span, in comparison to Happily Ever After, it, it just didn't feel anything close because of the technology and, and what goes into it. But, you know, so many people in the Disney community just absolutely love Illuminations. And that's the one thing that, that I, I really do enjoy about the Disney community is, is no matter what you're talking about. Like you, you mentioned a little earlier where every ride is someone's favorite ride. You know, somebody's going to be sad when everything leaves. But then again, other people will be like, yes, this, you know, I didn't enjoy this thing. So I'm excited for something new. Um, so I, I think just the differing opinions always um, are, are interesting and different takes because what somebody sees is great. You know, like you seeing this is great and me seeing it is, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, like no, no love lost towards the park or anything like that. I just, I'm excited for something new. And I think that's the, the, the biggest aspect. Like it, it's the complete opposite of Magic Kingdom where I was saying, oh, I'm, ex I'm absolutely excited for something new, but I'm really sad if Happily Ever After is gone. Where in the case of Epcot, it's like, oh, I'm excited for something new, but I don't really care that Illuminations is gone. And I, I do have to agree there. As much as I, it's my number one, Reflections of Earth. But we had it since it came out during the millennium. So yes. 1999 Correct. is when that show debuted. You know, 2099, 2000, somewhere around there. We've had almost 20 years we had uh, they just finished it when we were there in 19 so 19 years of that show 19 to 20 years of that show okay time to move on from there yes in the, the in the you know counter argument to our, our happy over after if that show is truly going away we've only had four years of that so 20 years is maybe just a little on the longer side but about right four years is definitely not so yes. it, it, again, it's that kind of argument. When this show came out, it was spectacular. Something I've noticed, and I don't know—I don't know if anyone else has seemed to have noticed this, or maybe it's just you know my memory playing tricks on me because I am getting old—is that a lot of these shows I noticed it in Wishes, I noticed it in Reflections of Earth, is as the show keeps running, they pull effects out. Interesting. Wishes, the first time I saw it, there was fireworks completely around the park. I saw later editions of it, there was not fireworks completely around the park all the time. Reflections of Earth, there was other mo there was other effects that I remember, or I even probably have video of it at one point, and then I remember seeing it years later and going, wait, where is this effect from the show? It's, you know, it, it had been scaled out of it to either reduce costs, reduce, you know, whatever time running for whatever reason, or the fact just stop working and then no one wants to repair it. Um, so the version that you saw in 17 was not the same version I saw in 
2000, whenever I was there for the Millennium. The same thing with the Wishes. When you saw it later on was not whenever the same thing that we saw initially. Even though it's the same show, they scale them back. I think with like the image mapping is a way for them to get away with that because once the technology is installed and put in there, it's just a matter of upkeep. And it's, you know, let's face it, it's just projectors. Right. So the, the upkeep on it is not as extensive as every night having to spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on pyrotechnics. And having someone to climb up the castle early in the morning or throughout the day, install, make sure the wiring is good on that, and in running these uh, pyrotechnics and other effects, smog effects, you name it, whatever they use, flame effects. You know, that's kind of one of my worries about Harmonious, is that it is so technologically heavy that how does that hold up? True. And True. they they built those barges there in Epcot and shipped them out and anchored them. And that was probably the probably that was one of the reasons or issues with Rivers of Light is that they had this beautiful technology and now you know it didn't work as planned. Now they've been testing these things heavily and they seem to be working and hopefully they've learned their lessons from River of Light. The benefit of the lagoon in Epcot versus the the water in Animal Kingdom is lot less foliage there's some but a lot less so be able to run a, a water pump in effect is going to work a lot easier than what you know what you have at the animal kingdom so yeah no harmonious i, I enjoyed my time with reflections of earth i was upset that i was leaving but again we've had we had more than enough opportunities to see it it, it was you know kind of ran its court it's good Time to move on. I, I, I'm ready for the excited about the the next iteration. You know, completely opposite of our thoughts on happily ever. After. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't take this for me, Chapek. Don't, <laughs> please. Whatever you do. I think though, with with kind of the changing of the guard, where they're going to be doing with the barges and the the projection mapping there. It allows for a lot of different things where you said that they make different iterations of the shows and that makes it easy to update the shows because they Mm -hmm. can throw different videos, different projections up onto that area and it can be something totally new in the snap of a finger. So I think that opens up a lot of opportunities where, you know, it'll, it'll be this, it'll be similar. But at the same time, you know, you throw a different score, you throw different visuals, and it feels totally different. Right, and that's kind of more of where I first saw uh, Happily Ever After, and that's exactly what dawned in my head was, since it's primarily image mapping, to be able to cut a segment from the song, insert a new segment, and do the same thing on the video that's projected. Is it simple? No, but is it as complicated as to, to work in something else? No, it, it actually is a easy way to update these shows without having to completely rework everything. If that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And I think as we get more into the digital age as well, where where you mentioned this a little earlier, you didn't used to be able to watch the shows on YouTube. So they could last for 
10, 15, 20 years. And it was okay because, you know, if you're, you're going to the parks every year and you only see it once a year, it's like, oh, wow, you know, this is great. But now that you have it literally at your fingertips constantly, it's like, okay, the oversaturation of something can happen instantly. Mm-hmm. So that's, it does that's the shorten the life of, of stuff. Yeah. So that's really the, the unfortunate nature of it. Yeah. Yeah, that that is. Well, I really appreciate this. I know you got a, a recording coming up shortly for your next next show. So, yes, please tell tell my listeners where they can hear your your wonderful show and beyond because you're you're more than just a podcast now. Yes, you are that's correct. The multimedia man. Yes, I am. Yes. Um so you can connect with us on any of your streaming platforms for the podcast find us by searching love of the mouse podcast um you can find me on twitter facebook instagram pinterest youtube at lotm multimedia um and like matthew said i have kind of expanded past the podcast and am now offering different creative services whether it is podcast production graphic design work um, apparel design anything in that realm design based uh, video production, video editing, podcast editing, pretty much anything. When you when you think of multimedia, I can do it for you. Um, just reach out to me on social media. You can email me at lovethemousepodcast at gmail.com or visit us on our website at lovethemousepodcast.com and submit a consultation and I will get in touch with you um, just to you know help you out if you're looking to start your own podcast, if you're looking to create different shirts or anything for your next Disney trip. Um, if you need logos and it's not just disney based if you need just design help in general i'm more than willing to help you in that regard right but specializes in the disney stuff absolutely i mean i wish this you know if this was a live video show you'd be able to see how this awesome um wedway people mover shirt that he has (laughs) yes uh you know, my favorite attraction he happens to be wearing today whenever we're talking, which is absolutely fantastic. I did it for you. Oh, I know it. I know <laughs> it. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. Oh, harmonious dessert party. Oh, just think of it. Oh, <laughs> the <my>. harmonious desserts. <laughs> you could get, I mean, that just has endless possibilities. Oh, there we go. Oh, sign me up right now. Let me fast yes. pass that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you again. Yes, thank you for bringing me back on. It's always a blast. It's always my pleasure. Thank you again to Matt from Love of the Mouse podcast for joining us, talking about our favorite nighttime spectaculars at Walt Disney World. Join in the conversation. We want to know 
from you. What are some of your favorite nighttime spectaculars at Walt Disney World? Past, present, or even future? What are you looking forward to of the, of the events that we know that are coming? What's got you excited? Join the conversation on social. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvels Podcast. On Instagram, we're at Disney Marvels Podcast. TikTok, Disney Marvels Podcast. And on Twitter, at Disney Marvels. Make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to leave a voice message and hear your voice on the show, send it to uh, DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You can do this on your messaging device recording device on your your smartphone or computer and send the the message that way or you can even go to the anchor app and or anchor.fm website links to all of these are in the show notes also don't forget to check out the disney marvels blog over at disneymarvels.blogspot.com again links to everything is in the show notes i want to thank you for your time i would i really really appreciate every time you're, you're listening um, it, it, it means a lot it's what keeps me going and it, it's, it's, it's a special connection that we have that even though we may not have met yet in person and yet in person the fact that we've gotten to spend some time together each week you know in this, this crazy crazy world of one week it's one thing another week it's another thing some sort of escape um, an escape for me. I'm sure it's escape for you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I, I ask this every week, and I really mean this. Please go on to Apple Podcast, Leave a rating or review on there. We have all five-star reviews at the moment. And I, I, I am still dumbfounded by the fact that everyone who's rated the show has given a five-star review. I, I truly truly cannot express my appreciation enough and uh yeah please add your five star review to the to the bunch and uh keep it going because the more reviews that we get the more apple Podcasts will also promote this show and it'll just help the family grow what believed in a big disney family and so do i uh, so thank you again thank you thank you don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it this way you always know when new episodes are posted and while you're at it, also consider becoming a premium subscriber. Help the show out. This way, we, you know, those movie reviews aren't going to be free anymore. And, uh, it, you know, keeps, keeps things going. You know, it keeps, helps, you know, new equipment helps the show improve. So you could do this over at anchor.fm slash DisneyMarvel slash support. Or we also have a Patreon page where you can get yourself some cool stuff. I should be updating that soon links to both of these again are also in the show notes and same with the link to our shop you get some cool disney Mar you can buy yourself some clothes and help the show out that's all you know or clothes throw pillows mugs we got a bunch of different things over at the shop that's uh that again you can find the link in the show notes whatever difficulties you may be facing out there whatever troubles may be troubling you weighing you down and just taking Taking just things, making it, making things seem impossible. I want to let you know you are not alone. But you have to take that first step. 
Find the light inside of you and let it shine. May need some help. That's the first step, asking for help, because you do not have to do this alone. There are people out there who care about you, who recognize how special you are. Even if sometimes maybe you can't, there are people who realize it. Reach out to them because your value is more than you will ever know. Find that light inside of you, let it shine. Be your own hero. Never give up, never give in. And now I'd like to end this week's uh, show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. We did it. In the knowledge that most of the people I talked to through it would be uh, thought it would be a financial disaster, closed and forgotten within the first year. Again, that was Walt Disney talking about people's reactions to his idea of Disneyland. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.